I just felt stuck because I didn't have any savings and I didn't have anything for my daughter if anything were to happen to me. So Financially Intentional was born. You're listening to Nurses on Fire, the podcast for nurses by nurses aspiring to financial independence. I'm your host, Nasima McElroy of Financially Intentional. Let's spark some flames, y'all. Welcome to episode 64 of the Nurses on Fire podcast. In this episode, my mom is going to give you an update. But she forgot the most important thing. We got our new puppy. He is 10 weeks old. He is a Yorkie poop. He is cute and sometimes he bites people when, when he wants to play. Thank you guys. Yes, she is correct. I did forget the puppy. But thank you so, so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, welcome and cheers to a night in your fire. I'd be eternally grateful if you took a moment to subscribe, leave a review, and share with other nurses that you know could benefit. So in this episode, I'm doing a little reintroduction and a catch up on what's going on in my life. Over the last couple of weeks, there has been a lot of transition. So I hope you guys enjoy it. You want to learn more, make sure to comment, follow me on my social media platforms, join the Financially Intentional or the Nurses on Fire Facebook group, and we can chat there. Episode 64 of the Nurses on Fire podcast. This nurse, meaning me, is playing catch up. All right, so what we're going to do here is go back, way back, back in the time. (laughs) Just joking, you guys. So I did want to do a catch up episode just to bring everyone on the same page and up to date. If you are a new listener to the Nurses on Fire podcast, what is up? Thank you for joining me. Thank you for tolerating my silly laughing and giggling throughout the podcast. That's just who I am. So I am Nasima McElroy. I'm a labor and delivery nurse. I have been a labor and delivery nurse since 2009 when I went back to school after already having a master's in healthcare administration and not wanting to deal with the bureaucratic BS of being in administration. I wanted to be a full-blown nurse and have the autonomy to travel the world and maybe go to Dubai and meet a prince. But whatever, that never happened. I came back to the San Francisco Bay Area and I am from Oakland, California, West Oakland to be exact. And I came back to Oakland to stay with my grandfather who was sick during that time. And I ended up going to nursing school at UCSF, which is right across the bay in San Francisco. So that's how I started my journey as a nurse. Like I said, I've been a labor and delivery nurse since 2009. I did an accelerated nursing program in 2008. That's where we are. Where did I get started with Financially Intentional? Well, I think it's very appropriate that we go back from where I am right now. If anybody has been keeping up with me, I just recently moved back to Brentwood, California, where Financially Intentional was actually born. I'm back here 
And I'm going to share how it got started. After working as a nurse for a few years, I did everything that was expected of me, right? I had a good career. I was having a baby, (laughs) not really expected, but it happened. I knew I was going to be a single mom, but decided, especially, you know, when you're pregnant, you have like this whole stability thing running through your brain. And so I decided I was going to buy this big old house. So I'll never have to move again. So I bought like a 4,000 square foot, five bedroom, five and a half bath house in Brentwood. And I got into this house. Everything was good. I bought the house that I could quote unquote afford and got into this house just about a month or so after my um, daughter was born in 2014. And then basically started struggling. <laughs> I wasn't like broke, broke per se, but I I didn't have any savings. And I just remember this house had 36 windows and I had to put blinds on the windows. And that was going to cost me roughly about $3,500. And I didn't have it. So I had to borrow money from my sister. And I'm really independent. So that borrowing money really brought me to a breaking point. And so I was like, you know what? At this point, I have been making six figures for some years and been very comfortable, so to speak. And I was the person that most people turn to for financial advice because it looked like I had it all together. You know, I had luxury car. I had the big house. You know, I was doing the things, quote unquote. But I was like really having internal struggles because I knew that I could be so much further. I knew that my money that I was making wasn't working for me. And I just felt stuck because I didn't have any savings and I didn't have anything for my daughter if anything were to happen to me. So Financially Intentional was born in early 2015, right before my daughter was turning one. I said, enough is enough. And I set off on a quest to like really get my finances together. And initially I thought it was because I didn't know how to invest, but then I realized it was because I just never learned how to manage money. I had almost $200,000 in student loan debt at that time. My mortgage at that time was about $4,000. Again, like I said, I was a single mom. My daycare costs were about $2,000 a month. And so I was um, really struggling to hold it together. But starting to learn about finances really started to set me free. And so on a Google search to figure out like how to invest better, like I said, I thought it was all because I didn't know how to invest. I stumbled across Dave Ramsey. And after the initial like shock and hesitation, I really started following his principles and set on a path to becoming debt free. After a few months of learning how to budget, I mastered zero-based budgeting. I mastered the debt snowball. And from getting started in April 2015, I was able to pay off all my debt by November 2017. That did include selling my house at the end. But like I told you, just in student loans alone, I had $200,000 in debt. 
by the time I decided to sell my house, I had about $50,000 of debt. And mind you, almost all of that 50 was new debt that came on the end of the journey because of my divorce and because of IRS debt because Dave Ramsey, but more on that. So on April 2014 is when I really set out on this path to pay down my debt. Around that same time is when I met my ex-husband. And so we actually got married in August. So it wasn't that long in between me starting this journey to when I got married. My marriage was very short-lived. So we got married in August 2018. It was not a great marriage, very abusive. He went to jail in December 2015 for the abuse. It would have just been a violation other than that. But because of the abuse, he didn't go to jail. And so technically I was married until my divorce, which happened in May 2017. So our physical marriage to each other was from like August 2015 to December 2015 when we physically lived together. He was in jail for a while and went back to jail a couple of times. Anyway, that's another story for another day. Bottom line is, is that all this stuff was going on when I was in the very beginning of my debt payoff journey. When we were in the same household living together, we did immediately combine finances and get on the same page financially. And I'm laughing in the back of my head because I remember during our divorce proceedings <laughs> when he was trying to argue that <laughs> because we budgeted so tight and everything was taken care of, you know, we both had our spending money. And I remember my spending money was like $100 a month and his spending money was like $200 a month. And then he was like, your honor, she only gave me $200 a month to live on. And I was like this, but I was, you know, I kept it cool. I just, it's funny now, but I was really pissed off then because, you know, this was a mutual agreement on how we were um, splitting our finances. But (laughs) nonetheless, we got divorced. It took a long time. It took like so much longer than the amount of time we were actually really married to get divorced. Word to the wise, I wish they would make (laughs) divorce proceedings similar to what you had to go through to get married. Because let me tell you, people's true colors come out. But anyway, during the course of our marriage, we had a car that I actually refinanced in my name for him and paid off during that time. And during the whole divorce proceedings, it was taking hella long and this car was just sitting in my garage and I was like, let me get rid of that. So I sold it. So in the end, the judge was like, she just got pissed because I sold it. And so she made me pay him back the price of the car, even though I paid for the car. But anyway, I ended up having to pay for that. And then during the time, because our divorce took so long, I had to change the way I filed. So when you are going through a divorce, you can't file separately. You have to file um, married filing separately, which leaves you in a position where you um, miss out on a lot of the tax benefits that you would be allowed if you were married or if you were single. It's just a jacked up place to be. 
And so because I had to file like that, and because like I said earlier of Dave Ramsey, and I wasn't contributing to my retirement account, I actually wasn't dropping my taxable income. Therefore, I had a $30,000 tax debt. And so this was like totally at the end of my debt freedom journey that added on almost an extra $50,000 in debt. And that's the debt that was left over when I decided to sell my house. So side note, I get a lot of feedback from people saying, well, yeah, of course, anybody can pay off their debt if they sell their house. Well, by the time I decided to sell my house, like I said, I had already done all the work. That was just the last step. And it wasn't even a step that I was taking just to get out of debt. It was a step because I was moving in a different direction. I was already in another relationship with someone else and we wanted to be closer to family, which is back in Oakland. And so, you know, I'm the kind of person that I'm not tied to a house. And so I sold my house and yes, I did make a profit off of it, but it wasn't like a strategic thing. So anyway, bottom line is, people are always going to hate on you no matter what. And so that was just people hating. So I just want to give uh, the haters a little bit of explanation, even though it really wasn't necessary. But so yeah, I got a divorce, sold my house, paid off all the remaining of my debt. And that's where this million dollars in debt comes from. Because during the course of my debt, included in the sale of my house, which at that time was over $500,000, I was able to sell it for seven thirty, dollars which means that um, I paid off all the rest of my debt that was left. My divorce settlement, I think I had a little bit of student loans left and the IRS debt, but that left me in a position where I was debt free. I moved back to Oakland. I was in, um, still working my two jobs, but just really in a good place financially because I was debt free. During the course of this time, I transferred to another hospital within the same organization that I was working for before I moved. And that hospital proves to be let's say a toxic work environment. And it was a really stressful situation. I've explained it in earlier episodes, but I'll just say this, you know, if you don't know, I'm a black woman and I work in labor and delivery and maternal morbidity and mortality is crazy when it comes to black women. And for the first time in my life, I had experienced it firsthand in a way that, it was heartbreaking. Not only was it heartbreaking, it put me in a position where I felt like I would be at any time um, in jeopardy of losing my license, losing my livelihood. And it just wasn't a good place to be and made some tough decisions around that. But I will come back to that story a little bit later. Bottom line is um, I ultimately did leave this toxic work environment, but there are some follow ups to that. We lived in Oakland for less than a year before my partner took a position in Reno. I'm known as a debt slayer because of the $200,000 in student loans I slayed in two and a half years. I hated those loans and dealing with the loan servicers. I was head down and focused and wanted to get rid of the debt as soon as possible. 
knocking out these loans and seeing a zero loan balance was one of the most liberating feelings I have ever felt. But recently I learned that by not optimizing my student loan payoff strategy, I lost money. I'm talking about big money, y'all. I could have saved $80,000 if I had a customized student loan plan by the team at Student Loan Planner. Please don't make the same mistake as me. If you have student loan debt, especially in the six figures, head over to studentloanplanner.com slash financially intentional to get your customized student loan plan today. Do you know how your retirement funds are invested? Do you know how much you're paying in fees? Chances are you're on the same boat as some of my coworkers. Some of them set up their retirement when they first got hired and never looked at it again. Some have let a computer select their investments and don't even know what they're invested in. Worst of all, some people have their retirement funds sitting in a savings account and they're not even invested in the market because they're afraid to lose money. That's hella scary, y'all. What's even scarier is that some of you listening don't even have a clue what I'm talking about. And guess what? This is super common. This has to change today. Let Bloom do the work for you. Head over to financiallyintentional.com slash Bloom and get your free retirement account analysis. They'll check and see if your retirement account is optimized for you and they'll let you know if you're paying too much in fees. That's Bloom with three O's. Bloom can also manage your retirement account on an ongoing basis so you can take the stress out of retirement planning. If you choose to work with Bloom, their fees are incredibly low, less than your Netflix subscription. You have enough to worry about. Let Bloom handle your retirement account. The hardest thing you'll have to do when it comes to your retirement is remember that Bloom is spelled with three O's. Head over to financiallyintentional.com Bloom. Remember, spelled with three O's and get your retirement account squared away today. And so <laughs> Reno, Nevada, not Las Vegas, Nevada, Reno, Nevada, a place where I never thought I would live, but actually it ended up being really, really nice. I was really reluctant to move there though, because Reno to me was always kind of like, <laughs> you go there for a couple of days. It's like the Bay Area, like L- people in LA go to Las Vegas, people in Oakland go or the Bay Area go to Reno for a getaway or for little tournaments or events or things like that but it was like it's kind of grimy I'm gonna just say that it's kind of like a grimy place and so I never saw myself living there but actually we found a really nice place in Reno which um, we ended up buying because my partner had got a position out there a pretty good position out there um, under a contract for about three years and so we bought a place in Reno really really nice I really love where we lived in Reno and then we moved out there and before we moved we found out that we were expecting our little baby girl Aya who is still not too driving me crazy but yeah um so moved out there pregnant with Aya and lived out there for exactly a year I think a year to the date and what ended up happening was Aya was a New Year's Eve baby but she wasn't supposed to be born until January 23rd but around 
November, I found out that my partner's position in Reno was terminated, but he still kept his job. So during this whole time, I was only working one of my jobs. So I was still working about a four hour drive away in Fremont, California. And then with his new position, he was going to work in Las Vegas, Nevada, which is about an eight hour drive from our house, but an hour flight. So both of them were our flight and we often flew back and forth. So it got to a point where I had had my baby. He was in this position. I had a little, I had not a little bit. I had a lot of postpartum depression. It was a hard pregnancy. I'm old y'all lost the ovary the whole time. And so I was really struggling and I needed my family and we were out there with no family. And so we decided to move back to Oakland. So if you're keeping tabs, you guys, I have lived in Brentwood where Financially Intentional started. Then we moved to Oakland and then we moved to Reno and then we moved back to Oakland. So that is three moves already. (laughs) And this has just been since November 2017 is 2020 y'all maybe if you're catching up from another episode so we decided to move back to Oakland I've got a lot of family support my dad and my stepmom watch my kids every weekend and if I tell you that's such a blessing like it is truly a blessing and while I'm saying that it reminds me um, of how blessed I am just in general so what I don't often talk about is when I started this journey even in like when I was married in the beginning of my marriage actually one of my older sisters came to stay with me and she stayed with me for a year and she helped me with my baby and The way that people have made sacrifices for me, you guys, I am so grateful. My sister flew her and her two sons and her husband across the country to come stay with me and help me, just me, with my little baby. And so for that, I'm eternally grateful. My sister is very shy, so I will never shout her out. But she knows, and I know she listens because she's my number one fan. And um. I just want to say how grateful I am to her for everything that she did for me during that time. And without her financially intentional nurses on fire, nothing would be possible. So shout out to you, boo. Thank you so much. Moved back to Oakland. My family helped out with the kids. It was nice to be back. I was around the corner from my 92 year old grandfather. Things were great. So Another thing I forgot to mention from the time I basically lived in Reno, I had opened up a lawsuit against my former employer because of all the things that I witnessed and how they were treating, you know, especially black women in labor. And so that lawsuit started in August 2018. And during that time, there were some delays because of me having the baby and other things. But in the background, and what a lot of people didn't know is that I was going through this lawsuit against my former employer. And it it came to a head around the same time when we were actually looking to relocate again out of Oakland back to where we currently are in Brentwood. And so that lawsuit ended up in a, in a nice settlement, actually. And so by the time we were selling, I'm buying our house. 
So by the time we were buying our house in Brentwood, almost just within days of each other, that lawsuit settled and our house closed in Brentwood. And this time we didn't get like big old house, you know, with the pregnancy brain. I was not pregnant at the time I bought this house. It's a very moderate house. It is four bedrooms, three baths, little tiny backyard but big enough for the kids to play in and so that the landscaping is not like a million bucks. But yeah, so this is where we are. We're back in in Brentwood where we all started and I'm just super grateful for my journey. And yes, I have moved four times along the way, but I just want to take you through what I have been through. And this is just from April 2015 to where we are now. We're at September 2020. Okay. A little over five years, how much I have been able to grow. I have paid off over a million dollars in debt. I have a multiple six figure net worth. I have helped thousands of people on their journey to financial freedom. I have fully funded my kids education so that I don't have to contribute a dime to their education. I could be close by right now, meaning that I don't have to contribute another dime towards my retirement if I don't want to and be just fine in retirement. I have more in retirement right now than the average American has at retirement age. I really, really blessed. I mean, and I have just been able to have so many friends and so many people be able to influence me financially that it's just the average of the company that you keep. And I am surrounded by some amazing people. And, you know, I have the support of an amazing partner who holds it down, you know. And so I am more than blessed. So where we are right now, so we're selling into the house, still living out of boxes, y'all. Like it's real. <laughs> still living out of boxes. I know a lot of you guys heard my update on my experience buying this house. I actually encountered some discriminatory lending practices, some pretty predatory lending. And so um, up to this date, I have filed a complaint with the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau with HUD and with um, the California Department of Business Oversight. My mortgage company has responded to them. And so at this point, I'm just forwarding everything over to my attorney and we'll take it from there. So the immediate financial implication for that was that I had to bring to the table $10,000 more than what I expected because I didn't want to take the in-house lenders nasty, nasty loan. And so that's kind of where we're at for that. But I do have some really, really exciting announcements. You know, all that I have been through and the people that I've surrounded myself with, I have learned a lot. I have grown. I have taken a lot of people through the same process that I have gone through and I have seen a lot of successes. And what I really want to focus on right now is helping nurses become millionaires. And so I am starting a group, limited, very, very small group of five to 10 nurses that I am going to put on a path to being seven figure nurses in five years or less. 
And so this is a very intense program. This is different from any coaching program that I've done before because it's really hands on. It's a really, really small group intentionally because we are going to be all up in the numbers. We are going to be doing all the things. It's very action oriented. And so I am only looking for a small group of RNs that's really about this life, that's really trying to make some changes and is really on the path to becoming financially independent, even if they don't want to leave their jobs, because we know that when you can show up to work because you want to be there and not because you have to be there, you can serve your patients so much better. So be on the lookout for some more information around the RN Accelerator program. And then another investment thing that we're doing is I shared a couple episodes ago with Lisa on our CFP episodes that I have been doing a ride sharing service called Turo. And we're doing some experimenting with that as to where we were thinking about maybe buying like a single family house in like Detroit or Ohio or somewhere where it's relatively cheap. But we wanted to experiment and instead buy another Tesla at $40,000 and put it on Turo exclusively to use on that platform to rent out. And so stay tuned for updates for that. But yeah, that's where I am at, guys. I know that was a mouthful. That was a whole hell of a lie. You was probably just like, whoa, child, especially if you come in new to this platform. But listen, I am here for you. I got you guys' back. Please reach out to me and let me know what you guys want to learn, what you guys want to hear. Like, this is very much a crowd sharing platform. I want to educate you and meet you where you're at. I want to bring on people that can give you encouragement or can help you with tools for you to be able to become financially independent. Most of all, I just want to thank you guys, each and every one of you guys for listening, for continuing to share the podcast, for continuing to share your growth and your wins along the process. Keep them coming, you guys. Please share them with me. Tag me on your social media platforms at Financially Intentional, at Nurses on Fire. I want to hear from you. I know you guys are out there doing big things. Don't tell me you ain't because I see all the wins. But a lot of times people are shy on bragging on themselves. And I'm going to give you permission to do that right here. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for catching up with me. If you haven't heard an update for a while, thank you to my new listeners and a special thanks to my OG listeners. You've been listening to Nurses on Fire. If you want to learn more about me or my guests, check out our show notes page. If you found value, please support our show by supporting our sponsors and affiliates also listed in the show notes. If you like what you're hearing, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or whatever podcast app you're using to stream this show. You guys, tell all the nurses in your life to subscribe. (laughs) And if you know a nurse with a compelling money story and would like me to feature them, shoot me an email at nasima at financiallyintentional.com. All right, y'all. Much love and keep them fires blazing. Thank you for listening to my mommy's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Bye-bye.